this is all about controlling what you can control. Recessions and times of depression when the economy has gotten low, this makes or breaks people, but let's focus on the make. If you're not playing the long game, you're playing the wrong game. Oh. Welcome to Rad Money, the finance podcast for millennial married couples. We're Rebecca and Dylan. And our goal with this podcast is to help you stop arguing about money so you can start building real wealth. Because the world needs more good, wealthy people. Welcome to today's episode of the Rad Money Podcast. Rebecca and I are glad that you're here with us today. We're talking about the idea of a recession. Are we heading towards a recession? And what should you do about that? If we are heading in that direction, how can we prepare our finances the best way possible so that we don't feel the sting? Yeah, I mean, this is just a topic that's been on a lot of people's mind. What's what's happening with the economy? What what direction are we headed in? Now, we're not proper economists, but, but we are personal finance experts. We do keep an eye on these markets and things like that. So we have a lot of advice for what you should do on the personal finance side of things yes. to prepare yourself in case there truly is a recession coming. And if you've been talking about the economy, what's going on, what you should do with your friends, your family, share this episode with them. Share this podcast with them, see what their thoughts are, further the discussion, and hopefully start taking action on some of these things because they are really going to help you, really regardless of if a recession is coming or not, but they're critical if a recession truly does hit. Absolutely. Yes. But with that, you know, a lot of people argue, and I'm, I'm really one of them, who would say the recession's already here. I think it's, a really, it's really funny that people continue to even debate this. In my mind, the recession is already here. They decided that they wanted to change the definition of what a recession was. I was about to bring that was. up. Because traditionally, you know, a recession is based off of GDP, so the gross domestic product of a country. After, if there's two quarters in a row consecutively where that's gone down, then we're considered in a recession. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, no, that's actually not what a recession is anymore. And so it's like, okay, well, then what is it? Everywhere else you look, all indicates recession. We are all very aware of inflation, you know, the price of gas, the price of food, the cost of everything, everything. Is, is really expensive right now. Yeah, everything has gone up, but wages are completely stagnant. Yeah, exactly. And whether you want to say that it is a textbook recession or not, how financially sound is the average American? Yes. And that's that's really, a great question. That's really what we should be looking at. How financially secure does the average American feel? How capable are they to cover their bills? What's their confidence level in the economy? That's that has gone through like into the toilet, the confidence level of the of investing in the stock market right, in the past I... 6-12 months and people are looking for other ways to invest. It's really interesting and I, instead of just a bunch of, you know, talking heads who are like, "Oh, well, that's not quite a recession." Well, easy to say from your multi-million mansion with your insider trading and your all this and that. <laughs> but when it comes to the average American, Try to convince them that we're not already living it because of all of these indicators that we're talking about. Another one of the indicators is the housing market, the pricing of houses and rent. All that's yes. going up as well. So it's becoming more and more difficult for people to afford housing or they're paying way, way too much for a house. The housing market just bubbled so much that it's just, you really look at the house and you have to ask yourself, is it really worth it? You know, we, where we live right now, we're we we're talking with a mortgage loan originator, and he's talking about how the the mortgage rates aren't keeping up with the rental rate. So the rentals aren't even if you got fair rent prices, it's getting really expensive. Yeah, it's the cost of the homes, the price that homes are going for, in addition to the fact that interest rates are just continuing to climb. 
They literally just got increased again yesterday. Today's July 27th. So they're just continuing to go up. And so that gap is going to get wider and wider, especially in areas like where we live right now, where there's not a lot of job opportunities. Yes. You know, a lot of the job opportunities that are here are seasonal or they're just not very high paying. Mm -hmm. And so towns like this are getting hurt the most. And that's really, really scary to see. And then the other thing that's what's really about to hit come September is that student loan payments are getting turned back on. Right. And I think they've kicked this can down the road as far as they possibly could. But somebody's got to pay the bill. It's coming due. And it's been three years now that people have lived without these payments. And so um, unless you paid off your student debts over the past few years. Or you've been years, consistently or you've still just, paying. Or you just continue to pay. Then this is going to be a really big shocker. And unfortunately, the, pe- you know, the people who I'm most concerned about with this are the people who bought during the past three years. They bought a home instead of paying off their student loans. And then their loans are about to turn back on. I'm really concerned about those people being house poor. And really concerned about them possibly having to default on their student loans. Right. Yeah. What's the cash flow situation going to be like come September? Are you going to have enough to pay for everything? Or are you really, like you said, house poor? I have a home. I have my student loan payments. And I go to work and I come home and I got my my cheese sandwich. Well, yeah. Again, because of all of these other kind of comorbidities to <laughs> to what's going on in our economy is it's not just you're getting uh, hit with the student loans, but you bought a house. Might have might have gotten a little more house than maybe you could have afforded. Maybe maybe you got exactly what you needed, but everything else has continued to rise. Right, everything's getting. It just life is more expensive than it was even three years ago. Plus, we're adding in the student loan payments. You can just see how all of a sudden this is just like as they resume, some people are just going to have more expenses than they started off with. So the other thing is too that they're changing in terms of how they're measuring and you know monitoring this recession, how they're deciding if they want to continue to increase interest rates. They're measuring inflation in a different way as well. So not only have they changed the definition of a recession, but now they've also changed the way that they're measuring inflation to exclude some very important parts of your cost of living that definitely have gone up. But it's really interesting. And we can share some information about that in the show notes. We won't get totally into the weeds here. But essentially what we're saying is that if you're concerned about a recession and whether or not it's here, we genuinely feel like it's it's really already been here. Well, and in the, the way that we help our clients, it makes you recession-proof regardless if you're going into a recession or not. And it gives you so much confidence that like, regardless of the, the economic situation that's going around you, you are almost impervious to it. Yeah. You know, it, it might make life a little bit more difficult, but you will not be- It'll be an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. But it won't crush you. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so if you are trying to figure out what should I do with my personal finances so that I can weather this storm, then these are the we're going to share with you three things that you need to do as soon as possible. So the three things to make sure that you're ready for whatever economy that we're going to be in is one, cut your unnecessary expenses, two, pay off expensive debts, and three, save your cash. We're going to get into some details about why these are the three things that you absolutely have to focus on if you are feeling this recession or if you're just concerned about this recession, especially the last one. The last one, it's all about opportunity. It's very interesting. I think people will think that that's coming from a place of scarcity. 
it's actually not. It's coming right. from a place of creating your own abundance. Yeah. I mean, we before we even get into this, like we should talk about this is that in recessions, in times of depression, when the economy has gotten low, this makes or breaks people. But let's focus on the make. Yeah. Like people have made fortunes during recessions and depressions because they were prepared and ready for them or they did everything properly. So when one showed up, they seized the opportunity. They bought when things were low. They took advantage of what might seem like a bad situation and made it a good situation for themselves. Lemonade out of lemons. Right. But for another analogy, I really like to think of Aesop's fable, the grasshopper and the ant. Yeah. And how during the spring, during the summer, grasshopper's chilling and he's just, you know, enjoying life and everything's great. And this is the YOLO grasshopper, you know. The YOLO. <laughs> he's just living his best life. And he's looking at the ant and the ant's just consistently like working, 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 storing food for winter and stuff. And he's mocking them, right? Why are you working your life away? Enjoy it. Be present. All this sort of stuff. But then winter comes and the grasshopper's starving. Grasshopper's dying and the ants have plenty. And the ants are living their best life. Like they're they're good. Right. And, and I think the grasshopper asked for food, but the animal's like, no, nah, I just got enough for me. Yeah. There's a lot to be learned from these these childhood stories, but they really do apply. People might make fun of you. For, people will totally ridicule you for saving money. They'll ridicule you for paying off your debt. They will think that, you know, having a bunch of cash is, oh, that's like the safe, boring way. Why don't you like get into this, you know? But <laughs> <laughs> this is the way that you actually build wealth. And this is what it, it really, really, truly takes. So Let's go back to number one. Let's talk about number one. This is all about, you guys, this is all about controlling what you can control. Right. When so it, this is cut unnecessary expenses. Yeah. When it comes down to it, if all of these things are happening and you can't do anything about it, you can't control inflation. You can't control any sort of policy that's going on, right? Aside from voting for the people who you want to vote for. But you can control unnecessary spending yeah absolutely it's it's your choice when the dollars come in you choose where they go and when it comes to the fact that we're, we're looking at a recession you've got to be ruthless you've got to be ruthless you, you really have to be cutthroat with these expenses that are hurting more than they're helping if you have all of these other expenses that are totally eaten up your budget and made it so that you have no flexibility then that does mean that you have to start cutting back on your lifestyle. Yep. And and that just is what it is. That in every recession ever, that's what people have to do. And the sooner you make peace with that, the easier this is going to be. We're a consumer economy and it relies on your hyperconsumption. And the, one of the many lies that we're told is that things make us happy. And that's absolute BS. So this is an opportunity to learn that I can actually be happy with less. Less is actually more in life, and simplicity is better than complexity. Yeah, and here's the funny thing about the fact that we are in a consumer economy and it's all fueled by your purchases. If you were to cut back on this unnecessary spending, that that is really going to have kind of the same effect that the Fed is going for, which is where they're trying to get people to really reel in that, that extra spending. And so that will help the prices stop inflating so much. But the thing is, is that people can have continued to consume. They are mostly consuming on debt. So that brings me to that analogy that I like to make a lot, which is that our economy is a house built of credit cards. But if you were to cut this unnecessary spending, you'd essentially be doing the Fed a favor by helping with inflation. 
because our, our hyperconsumption is actually feeding it right now. So it's a little bit ironic that we're in this position that we've kind of, we've all contributed to. But yeah, once you do cut this unnecessary spending, you've got to be ruthless. You've got to be honest with yourself because the benefit is really going to be worth it as you start to kind of recover some of that cash flow on a monthly basis and put it towards things that are going to improve your financial situation significantly. Mm -hmm. And that really brings us to step two. Which is eliminate expensive debts because this is another thing that's eating up your cash flow. There's two parts of it. It's your cash flow and the interest rate. But if you have a lot of little debt payments, that's money that's not going back in your own pocket. You're paying for the past and that's making your life more and more expensive with each one of those payments. So by eliminating expensive debts in particular, because the interest rate is so high, you're saving money because now you're not paying so much on interest, but then you get to put that money once the payment's on back into your pocket. Yeah. And, you know, just a true honesty moment here. If you've been complaining about inflation being so much, well, do you have credit card debt? Because you're voluntarily paying upwards of 20% on interest if you're carrying a balance on your credit card debt. So yeah, that's a lot more. Why are we talking about inflation? Let's really look at controlling what you can control and dealing with some of the things that you're already doing that are actually hurting you more than these things that are completely outside of you. And that's really hard. That's a big ask to say, hey, how about you take some ownership and yes, really look at this? It is hard. But if you're complaining about what's going on with inflation and you're carrying credit card debt or really anything that has an interest rate over 10%, which is what we consider very expensive debt, then your best move is going to be to cut that unnecessary spending. That was step one take any of that money and push it towards paying off of this debt. That is going to have such a positive impact on your overall financial situation. Both of those things, literally eliminating the unnecessary expenses, eliminating the debt expenses creates a lot more cash on hand each and every month. So that's going to feel really good. So when you do those sorts of things, that actually gives you a lot more confidence, especially if you're in a recession. Having cash on hand is going to feel good. If you feel like you can really only cut your expenses by $50, or you right. can get rid of one credit card payment a month, then that that's going to bring you $100 back in your cash flow every single month that will give you that mobility, that flexibility. And that's just going to really help you feel like you've actually got some room to breathe. And that brings us to number three of what you should be doing with that cash flow. So we really need to be giving it a job and not just taking it and saying, oh, look at me, I've got $100 and then spend it and go back to those bad habits. We want to be really intentional with this money if we're really concerned about recession proofing our finances. We want to start to create that cushion and build our cash reserves so that we can do a couple things. Number one is to just create that cushion for uncertain times. Right. So Pre prepare for the unexpected. It is. So that's your emergency fund. Let's really let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. This is the, I got laid off and, you know, I need, my unemployment doesn't cover everything. Or all of a sudden a car needs a repair or somebody gets sick or something like that, right? So that's your emergency fund. If you don't have an emergency fund, that's where that cash really needs to go. When we're heading into uncertain times, I highly recommend inflating that emergency fund just because, again, it's just like, we just don't know what's going to happen here. Right. And again, that creates more confidence in your financial security, because if you've went from three months to a six month emergency fund, doubling that 
really makes you feel oh, safe. It makes feels you feel amazing. Secure. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be really good. And you feel like you're not being controlled by everything that's happening to you. You start to feel like you're more empowered. You're able to make more decisions within your life because you aren't just in that paycheck to paycheck hustle yes. anymore. And so that's really what you want to do with that cash flow. Beyond that, we're really looking at building cash reserves because recessions are when opportunities show up. Right. And if you have a cash reserve on hand, if an opportunity shows up during a recession, then you get to pounce on it. You get to take advantage of it. But if you didn't save money, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you got the debts, you're going to be kicking yourself because you could have taken advantage of an opportunity, but you didn't do the right things to get yourself prepared for when these opportunities arrive. Yes, it's really, it's all about preparing yourself so that you're ready when opportunities present themselves because they absolutely will. Even during a recession, people don't think about that enough that opportunities really do show up. There's constantly going to be innovations. There's constantly going to be new things going on. Now, is there as much hiring for employees? Maybe not. Definitely some drawbacks, some shrinkage in employment. Yes. However, investment opportunities do present themselves. So if you're in a position where you can create this cash reserve so that you can act when that happens, when that shows up for you, then that's really what you want to do. This is how you become an investor, you know, is by making sure that you have the cash to invest. If you don't have the cash, you can't be an investor, period. So really, this translates to any time of year where if you want to invest in, in different things, you, that means you need to have the cash on hand. But, it's, but it plays just dual duty when we're headed into a recession or if we're in one. Yes. And I th- let me put it this way. This may not be easy to do right now, but for anybody who does it this way, if you have the discipline and the, the forward thinking to think 10 years down in the future, how this will impact your life, then you will be set up so much better because of it. But not just that, but every other opportunity that shows up will be easier to take advantage of. If you decide to do these things during the hard times, it makes it so much better and easier during the good times. If I can reduce my spending and eliminate my expenses and get rid of my debts while the economy is the way it is right now, think about when the economy recovers and you've done all the right things, how much better your life will be because of that. So putting your head down during this time might seem like, oh, I don't need to do that. It's too hard. You can make every excuse in the world about why you deserve to enjoy yourself right now 100% and not worry about it because you know it's just the way it is. But that's an excuse. If you say to yourself instead, I'm going to do this the right way and it's not going to be easy. You know it's not going to be easy. You can push through it and it's just going to make you that much better in the future when things get better. Yeah, I mean, this is think of this as your Rocky Balboa training. Yeah, the montage. Montage, yeah. It's, it's not... A matter of it could be hard, it will be hard. It will be. But that's the thing. Anything that's worth it is hard. Just period. It is. Give me one thing that's really made you feel fulfilled that's been just straight up easy. I mean, I've never experienced that where I actually feel good about myself as a person, where I actually feel like I've accomplished something. If it's not hard, it's not going to check those boxes. So it's not going to set you, set you up for true success. It'll have short-term rewards and you'll fit, maybe you'll feel good for a couple minutes, couple hours, but it it, right. it wears off very very quickly and even if it feels good, that's not the same as being fulfilling. So there's that. 
But absolutely, you have to get good at this and it will get easier over time. You will get better and better at it, especially as you start to build that wealth and these cushions just get bigger and bigger and the opportunities get bigger and bigger. So if this feels like it's completely impossible for you right now, we totally get that. If you're just like, look, I've trimmed the fat. I've done that. Maybe I don't even have credit card debt. I avoid debt like the plague, but there's just nothing left. Okay. We totally get that. Get creative. You know, start looking at those ways that you can create another stream of income just to get it going. It can even just be for a short period of time, but get that side hustle. Push through. Do do the extra reps, yo. Like it <laughs> abs it adds up so fast, even if it's just for a season. If you just need that wiggle room to just get you started, just to make that first investment, it's worth doing because it's just going to compound and your future self is going to be in a much better position than you are right now. And so that's the hope is that no matter what, if even if all things as they are right now, you feel like you don't have wiggle room, go get the extra job. It's going to be hard, but it's what it takes to get to that next level. You know, so you have to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I, it, it can be just for a short period of time just to get you through that first hurdle. You might just need that help getting the ball rolling and getting into motion. And literally, if that that short side hustle is just enough so that you can pay off the first debt so you actually have some extra cash flow. Boom. And then you can start taking care of it on your own. But you just need that little bit of help, right? Like, mm-hmm. think of it that way. What do I need to do right now that could improve my situation just enough so that I can move a little bit forward. And then maybe I can carry the torch by myself, but you might need a little extra help. You might need to do do something extra for just a short time, like Rebecca said, a yeah. season. But think of it like that. I know I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to grind it out. I'm going to humble myself. Yeah. I'm going to humble myself because I think that's the biggest thing that like so many people let get in their way about this stuff is they think that they're above it. They right. think I can't deliver pizzas like I'm better than that. I can't do Uber Eats. I'm better than that. I can't do bellhops. I'm better than that. And it's just like, no, get out of your way because this is what's going to get you to better, but you're not better than that. Right. Well, and especially if it's just the it's the script that you tell yourself. Boom. So if you say, I'm doing this because I know what's around the corner, that's a lot different than I believe I'm worth this and I'm setting myself up for success. I'm not better than this. I'm doing this because I want to be better. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's it. That's what it is. And so you've got to you've got to do the hard stuff. You can't skip steps. Like we're saying, you have to do it in this order. Do not get it twisted. Do not think that you can like keep that debt on, you know, oh, I'll just start paying minimums and I'll get this this cash reserve. Well, here's why you you, you don't want to do that. You have to have more cash reserve if you have debt. Yeah. There's just a reason why it's in this order. Right. There's a reason why it's in this order. You cannot skip steps. Don't pass go. Do not collect $200. Like you have to go in this order. Otherwise, you screw it up and you make it harder on yourself. Yep. Make it so much harder on yourself. That is exactly right, Dylan. Yeah. About you need so much more money. Right. Yeah. For every debt that you have, you got to multiply the payment by three or six. And then you, and that's every one of those. You need thousands of dollars more to save. Well, that's going to be really hard when your extra money is going towards debt payments. You eliminate the debt payments. One, you don't have to save as much, but you can save even faster because you don't have debt payments. Ask us how we know. I mean, people ask all the time, how'd you quit, how'd you quit your job and uh, you know, live for however many years off of, off of your savings? How were you able to save that much money? Well, we reduced all of our expenses down to like hardly anything. And then we paid off debt extremely fast. And then all of a sudden it was like, And we oh, increased our income. 
Yeah, and it was like 60% of our income is going straight to savings. Right. You know, and it, and it's doable. I think people tell you that it's not doable, and it is. They just don't want to do it. Right. There's a difference. There's a difference between is it doable and do you want to do it? Good question. Are, are you willing to do what it takes? Right. Those are different things. So don't don't let their broke mentality screw you up. And yeah, and if you're thinking that there's a scarcity mindset with that, go listen to our story. I think it's episode one and hear how we did it because we did not sacrifice along the way. So I want you to like, I just want to put that out there. Like we aggressively save, but we balled out at the same time. And you can do both. We do not want you to go all in and save everything and sacrifice it all. It's like there needs about. to be some balance. Well, you just, you just got to start playing the long game. Yeah. Stop thinking short term. You got to play the long game. If you're not playing the long game, you're playing the wrong game. It just is what it is. Like if you're just chasing short term, short term, short term, let me just like get that dopamine. Let me just feel good about life and like forget about what's actually wrong. And the the fact that I'm not going to fulfill my purpose on this track that I'm currently on. That's misery. That's misery. If you're not playing that long game where you're saying this is who I'm going to be. This is what I want it to look like. This is my purpose. And that's what I'm aiming for. And I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's the only path to true happiness and fulfillment, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way to actually build wealth. Mm-hmm. But if you're just chasing that short-term drip, it's just not going to work. It's not going to pan out. No. It's not going to pan out. So anyways, all right, that's a bit of a tangent, guys, but I hope you found it really helpful. I think that, that was, might be the best part of the episode. Yeah, I, I hope you found that super helpful because it is hard times right now. It is hard times, but you can do it. Be gritty. That's what I I love to tell people. Just like find that grit and let's go. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. You can get through this recession. You have what it takes. You just have to tap into it. Love it. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up for today. All right. So thanks so much for, for listening, you guys. Definitely share this with somebody who needs that fire lit under them because I don't know. I feel good about that. Yeah, I do too. I'm ready to go. Until next time, I'm Rebecca. And I'm Dylan. And we're we're Red Coaches. Coaches.